As I said at the beginning today, the church celebrates the feast of Corpus Christi. It is the institution of the Holy Eucharist. Actually, this feast comes on Holy Thursday. But since it is during Holy Week, the church put aside another day where it can, could be celebrated with greater happiness and peace from the gloom of Holy Week. The liturgy of Corpus Christi, the readings, and the Mass that I couldn't find right now, they were all written by Thomas Aquinas. And before that, the Pope, he commissioned Thomas Aquinas and St. Bonaventure, a Franciscan, to write the liturgy, the Mass, for Corpus Christi. And it is said that when Bonaventure saw what Thomas Aquinas wrote, he burned his own so that it wouldn't even be considered. Now, a Franciscan might tell you a different story than this. Anyway, Thomas Aquinas really gave us some of the most beautiful hymns for Holy Eucharist. The Tantrum Ergo that everybody knows, Pangelingwam, and the beautiful Panis Angelicus, so forth and so on. It is the, they are the words of Thomas Aquinas. Human beings have been, have chosen to be remembered in portraits statues, tombstones, which bear their names. Jesus has chosen simple elements, bread and wine. Today's Feast of Corpus Christi reminds us that our gathering here for the breaking of the bread Sunday after Sunday is not some curiosity from the past, but the very life of Christian family, Christian faith. Those who have been to the Holy Land and went to see the upper room, that's where it all happened the Last Supper, and there is something mysterious when you are in there. It's so quiet. Somehow, nature tells you something extraordinary happened in this room. Jesus was celebrating the Passover dinner with his disciples. And it was during that dinner that he gave us the Holy Eucharist. Now, a bystander at the, at the feeding of the 5,000 
which we read in today's gospel, a bystander would have been amazed at how so little could feed so many. A bystander here today might be equally amazed that with so little bread and wine, a large congregation is spiritually nourished and indeed satisfied. Jesus becomes the bread of life for us today at this celebration. To explain to unbelievers why we gather here to celebrate the Eucharist would be most difficult. It is a great mystery beyond the capacity of any human mind to fully understand the mystery of the Eucharist. But again, Thomas Aquinas says, for those with faith in Jesus Christ, no explanation is necessary. For those without faith, no explanation is possible. We come today to celebrate. And a little bit before communion, we all say together, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. For really, I don't think anyone is worthy. I don't think you'd have to have really a bishop to say you cannot receive communion. If you think that you are not in deep relationship with God, Thomas Aquinas says, refrain for a while and then come back. But I know that we are human and Jesus wants to share himself with us no matter what. I am not worthy, but just say the word and my soul will be healed. In his letter to the Corinthians, St. Paul teaches us that when we break bread together, we not only receive the body of Christ, but also we become the mystical body of Christ. We are all God's people. We are one with our persecuted brothers and sisters. We are one with God's people seeking justice in many parts of the world, especially nowadays in Ukraine and Middle East. Jesus is the Lord of all, of the oppressed, of the divorced, of the single parent, of the rich and of the poor. He wants to give us himself. In the second meeting, we read that thousands of years ago, 
and first reading, in fact. Melchizedek, king of Salem. Now, Salem, that's not Oregon, you know. Uh, so that's an old name, Salem. It's beautiful. I love that name. He was king of Salem, and he used bread and wine to invoke God's blessing on Abraham, father of all nations. Many years later, Jesus spoke to the crowds about God's kingdom. Marked by justice and peace, he identified himself with bread and wine and invited the crowds to come to be nourished. Today, we and others around the globe are nourished both by his teaching of peace and justice, but also by the Eucharist, which he gave us to make us one with him and with one another. I think all believers in Jesus should ask themselves, can we continue to destroy each other, to destroy those with whom we have shared in the banquet and with whom we have become the one body of Christ? The Eucharist, taken seriously, teaches us to live as brothers and sisters. The sacrament of the body and blood of Christ, the Holy Eucharist, is the sacrament of unity and peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand for the profession of our faith. 